May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Naurte. A bit of Welsh for you there to start. Naurte means now then. Uh, in, uh, in, in Welsh, and uh, sometimes I use a little... I don't know much Welsh, but sometimes I use a little bit of it. Naurte. Um, boomerangs. Who has tried using a boomerang? Anybody? Hands up if you tried using a boomerang. Anybody successfully used a boomerang? No. Oh, well done. Oh, well done. Well, I failed miserably when I tried using a boomerang. And the thing is, when you fail with a, with a boomerang, it might hit somebody. So it's a very dangerous thing to have, isn't it? Now, why am I talking about boomerangs? Well, when I heard that first reading today... Boomerang, my goodness. Boomerang is um, it, it, it's a, 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 like a, a V-shaped piece of wood which, uh, start, which the Australians started with and they shape it and aerodynamic it so that when you are skilled with it and you throw it like that, it spins around and comes back and catches it. Thank you for, for asking that question. That's, that's Absolutely, you won't know what... Ah... No, that's great. It's always good to ask. Always good to ask. So, now, I always think of God in that first reading as when he's talking about his word going out and coming back to him like a boomerang. And uh, I can just see God, in my eyes, throwing out the boomerang and waiting for it to come back having done its purpose, his word, having done his purpose. And um, now God sent his word for many, many reasons, doesn't he? There's many reasons why we have God's word. And I could preach all day on all the different topics, but my wife is already shaking um, her head, knowing that I could go on all day if necessary, but I'm not going to, to, to go uh, on all day. Um, uh, now, so what am I going to pick on? What bit of the Word of God am I going to pick on today? And I could go with the Word was made flesh and lived among us as one of the purposes of God's Word, couldn't I? But actually, I'm going to pick something else. I'm going to pick something else because it fits in better with the rest of the readings. And I'm going to pick in with the conviction of our sins. Not a popular topic. Not a popular topic. I'm fully aware of that. But the reason I'm picking it is because of some of the other readings. For instance, in the second reading today, but creation still retains the hope of being freed, like us, from its slavery to decadence, to enjoy the same freedom and glory as the children of God. And not only creation, but all of us who possess the first fruits of the Spirit, we too groan inwardly as we await for our bodies to be set free. One of the things that, when you become a Christian is you become aware of sin, don't you? 
And suddenly your body groans, or mine does, with the weight of being sinful people and being unable to escape sin on this earth, fully escape sin on this earth. And we inwardly groan to ourselves. I groan about all sorts of things, but I also inwardly groan. Because the thing is, sin, sin, it, it, it eats at us, doesn't it? It gnaws away at us. I sometimes think about it as if it's rust on our souls, on our bodies. Sin is there. And, you know, as you can see, rust on, on the metal sometimes, damaging the metal. We, too, have that damaging us. And, and you know, it eats away at creation as well. We've only got to look at the damage we've done as humanity to creation to see that our sin eats away at creation. You know, how amazing was that reading to talk about the decadence eating away at creation. The decadence of humanity is destroying God's creation, isn't it? And yet we can have freedom from sin. We have the ability for our sins to be absolved, to be forgiven. That is the most amazing gift from God. Don't you think it's the most amazing, amazing thing that we can have our sins forgiven and eternal life because of what God's only Son did for us on the cross. And the more we try to move closer to that here and now, the more we are set free and the more creation is set free from the shackles humanity, us, have imposed on creation. Now, I've sometimes heard it said... Christians sometimes say that, well, I only do minor sins. I, I, I haven't done anything big for a while. And, 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 I, and I chuckled to myself. And, and I think, you know, sin is sin. There's no, there's no hierarchy of sin. And uh, I don't need to confess what I've done. It's only a little sin. Um, and Jesus has died for me anyway. And it's, it's such a cheap, cheap grace that, um, that, 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 that we follow when we follow that route. And, and, and you know, one of the, the things is about convicting us of our sins and that boomerang of God that's been sent out is, is that um, it's like a mirror. I want you to think of it as like a mirror because sometimes we can't see the dirt on our own face, can we? Like, I, I, like or, or even the baked beans, on your own face, and 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 Jane often has to says, "You've missed some there or there." You know, you know what I mean. But you can't see what's on your own face, and um, God's word is there so that we can see what we've done wrong, so we can know what we've done wrong. And uh, the Bible is a whole array of how we're to live our lives and how not to live our lives. So again, I'm going to focus on one little bit because there's a really bright, shiny mirror in the Bible called the Ten Commandments. And they are the best, the best, the shiniest mirror that if we think we're doing too well, if we're being too good and our lives are perfect, 
Are they good enough? Just think about the Ten Commandments. Now, I know it's sometimes not easy. It's not easy to remember the Ten Commandments. So I'm going to just quickly tell you uh, a very simple way to remember a very simple form of the Ten Commandments. And it's using your fingers, okay? It's using your fingers. Some of you may know this already, because we've got ten fingers in this Ten Commandments, isn't it? So the first one, well, there's one God. Yeah, we've only got one God. So number one, one God. If you think there's more than one God, you've got big problems. <laughs> Two, worship one God. Don't worship false idols. And we can easily build up for ourselves false idols. I haven't got time to go through them all now. Three, don't blaspheme. Keep your words pure. Three, keep your words pure. Four, don't forget to rest your thumb. Don't forget to have a Sabbath rest. That's number four. Number five, honour your mother and father. Six, on to my second hand now. Six, cause no harm. Do not commit murder in its original form. But, you know, too often we hurt other human beings by our actions. Don't do, don't do any harm. That's six, seven. Walking down the aisle, this is, okay? Walking down the aisle. Honour your partner. Keep your partner. Keep to your partner. Keep those vows. Walk in seven. Eight. That's eight, isn't it? That's right, yeah. Don't steal. Don't take from others. Nine. Tell the truth. And ten. The hardest one of all, I think. Don't constantly look what others have. And want, want, want. So I think anybody can learn that. Little children, anybody can learn. Learn those symbols. To remember the Ten Commandments. And just when you're feeling a bit pleased with yourself, it's a good time to think about them and just to put yourself back in your place where you belong. Okay? Now... Just want to talk about um, uh, uh, the last reading. Just going to come and talk a bit about the last reading now. What soil are you? How do you respond to God's word? How do you respond to the Ten Commandments? Does God's word just bounce off, bounce off you, like the edge? It bounces off the edge of the path in the parable of the sower? Or perhaps you accept it, but actually don't really study it. Don't really get to grips with your faith and you don't learn to put down roots, good, clear Christian roots, and you fade away. Or perhaps you get pulled away. Perhaps you, you see God's word, you accept it, you think this is really, really good. But actually you get pulled away by the world's decadence. 
the sinful allures. Or perhaps the word of God sits in you. You seek the constant forgiveness of your sin. You repent and continue to walk towards God and bear the fruit that God wants from us. Is that boomerang of God hitting you? How is that boomerang of God's word hitting you and landing on you today? There's those four ways, and I'll leave them with you. Amen.